prayer is that you will seek the face of the Lord, that you'll hear from Him. If you've got your Bibles either with you or if you've got your phone with a Bible app on, I want you to turn to the second book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul gives us some words of encouragement today. The Apostle Paul reminds us that during times of trouble, during times of hardships, during times of difficulties, we cannot and we should not give up. That there is a reason. As a matter of fact, I believe Paul gives us a secret reason here that only believers can find. A reason that we can be encouraged and not grow weary. A reason that we can go on instead of giving up. A reason that we can be encouraged when everybody else seems to be discouraged. I'm afraid, however, that because it's been so long since we've taken time to be with the Lord, so, so long since we've really sought the face of God to the point that, that He has become personal to us again, that many of us have missed this secret. I want to take the next uh, 30 or so minutes to share with you from the Word of the Lord what it is that the Apostle Paul wants to share with us. I want to just read a few verses, verses 16 through 18. I want you to hear what the Apostle Paul says here, starting in chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, in verse 4, or chapter 4, in verse uh, 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For the light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Father, we ask that, Lord, as the Apostle Paul gives us these incredible words, the Father, that you would move me out of the way and hide me behind the cross. The Father, that it would not be my words, but your word that is spoken to the heart of the people. In a time when we seem as though that, Father, life is pushing heavily upon us. That, Lord, it seems as though that uh, we're living in unprecedented times when struggles and trials and tribulations seem to be more than what we can bear. But yet, Father, there is a word of hope. There's a word of encouragement. There's a secret truth that we want to unearth today. So, Father, as we dig into your word, may the Spirit of the Lord reveal his truth to us, and may the Spirit of the Lord speak unto us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Now, Paul claims in these verses to have found the secret to experiencing that which virtually everyone in the world seems to want. This is an amazing claim. I'm referring to the verse 16. So if you've got your Bible still open, look at verse 16 again with me. And I'm referring to this experience of not losing heart, but being renewed day by day. And the Apostle Paul says, So that we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. You see, there is both a negative way of expressing this experience and a positive way of expressing this this truth negatively he says we don't lose heart positively he says the inner man is being strengthened and renewed day by day by the grace of god 
In one sense, virtually everyone in the world wants what Paul has found. Let me test that negatively and positively with you today. Did any of you come today looking for something to be sung or something to be preached this morning, hoping and longing and aching that someone would just say something negative to you that would cause your hope to flee away, that would cause you to lose heart this morning? Did any one of us come desiring this morning for someone to preach something or say something that would make you lose total faith and trust in the Lord? Did anyone come desiring to be discouraged this morning? To have their breath knocked out of their hope? Did anyone come desiring that, that they would be kicked in the teeth this morning? Absolutely not. None of us come with that desire. No one wants that. And I would dare say that no one in the world wants to, that. They are longing not to lose heart, but to gain faith. Hoping not to be discouraged, but hoping to find hope. My friends, today, the Apostle Paul is telling us the truth here. That he has found a secret. A secret to experience hope when everything else around us looks hopeless. A time to be encouraged when everything else seems to be so discouraging. Paul is telling us the truth. I have found a secret that every believer needs to experience. The secret of not losing heart. Notice what the Apostle Paul says here. Now, let me test this claim positively. As I tested it negatively, none of us came this morning to be discouraged or, or to lose hope, but, but we've come for another reason. So let me just ask this. If I could offer you a way to, to say to you that I could give to you the, the ability to be able to be strengthened day by day, to be encouraged every day, encouraged more today than you were yesterday, to be encouraged more tomorrow than you are today. Would anybody say, I'm not interested? Would anybody say, no thank you, I don't need that? The secret to not losing heart is found in what the Apostle Paul has said to us today. If I could offer that to you today, how many of you would say, no thanks, I just don't care to have that. I don't believe anyone here today would say no, but everybody would say, yes, I need a part of that. There is a need within my heart. There is a need within me that says, I need to be encouraged. I need to be lifted up. So join with me this morning as we dig into God's Word. I want to preach to you about how to renew your spirit day by day. In a time and in a life when life is handing us all kinds of problems, how does one who is a believer say, I am strengthened day by day by day in the Lord? Well, I want to give you what the Apostle Paul has said to us here in this passage of Scripture. I want to share with you how that you and I can walk through this life and faint not. Even when life hands us the most discouraging of times, Let's go together as we walk through the text this morning. If you're interested in being encouraged this morning, if you're interested in lifting up your spirit this morning, if you're interested in praising the Lord today, would you just join with me as we look to what God has to say to us this morning so that He might motivate us and encourage us to walk in faith and not grow weary. First of all, let's look together at verse 16. This is an amazing statement that Paul makes. Paul gives us an amazing statement of truth here. 
Paul says, for which cause we faint not. That's an amazing statement. The word faint refers to a failing of heart. So the phrase can be read this way. We do not lose heart. Paul is telling us that regardless of what has come into our life, into his way, he does not give up. He does not give in. He does not give out. He does not lose heart to go on. So it's easy for us to lose heart, isn't it? I tell you, we live in a very discouraging world. Just turn on the news. Just pick up the newspaper. Just go on uh, uh, social media. And I'll tell you what, if you want to find a way to get discouraged, just listen to what everybody else out there is saying. The problem is that we're listening to so much of the world that we're missing the Word. And the Word is not discouraging, but the world is very discouraging. The Bible says this about the life of Paul, that it would not uh, be easy for him to lose heart. He says, we faint not. Paul is saying, I never lose heart. Now listen, Paul's not bragging. Paul's not being uh, 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 boisterous here. He's simply making a statement. Paul has discovered a spiritual secret in his life, not through ease and comfort, but through pain and distress. Paul has learned this because he has walked the trials and tribulations of life. Paul's experienced this and he can say this now in his life because he has come through so much that he says, listen, I understand what it is. I know what it is to be without and to be with. And I choose not to give in. So listen to what the Apostle Paul says. Paul discovered a spiritual truth not to, uh, that was because of his circumstances, but in the midst of his circumstances. Uh, Paul's life was anything but easy. Now, consider two passages of Scripture that speaks to Paul's problems of life. I want to read 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8. And here's what the Apostle Paul said. For we would not, brethren, that you would be ignorant of the trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Now, Paul goes on to say as well in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verses 23 through 29, listen to what he says about what went on in his life here. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labor, more abundant in stripes above measure, in prisons, more frequent, in death oft. Of the Jews five times received forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day, and I have been in the deep, in journeying over in perils of water, and perils of robbers, and perils of mine own countrymen, and perils by the heathens, and perils in the city, and perils in the wilderness, and perils in the sea, and perils among false witnesses, in weakness and painfulness, in those things which are without, and that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, who is weak and I am not weak, who is offended and I am not burned. Yet in spite of all these trials and tribulations, the Apostle Paul says to us, I will not, I choose not, I will never lose heart, I won't give in just because the world has not been kind to me. Is there anyone out here uh, who can echo a statement like that? 
Any one of you that have suffered like the Apostle Paul, any of you that can say, I will not, I have not, I cannot give up. I'm always encouraged. I'm always excited. I'm always energized, ready to meet what comes next. Probably not. I know that I'm not. I know that there are times when, when life seems to get me down. I know there are times when, when life can be very discouraging and, and things can continue to come and I can get discouraged. Listen, my friends. I want you to understand that the Apostle Paul was not bragging. He had been through so much and he had come to the conclusion that the only reason that he had made it through any of it was because of what God was doing through him. What God had done for him. That God had a purpose in his life. Listen, my friends, I want you to understand that when we're going through the things of this life, God has a plan, a purpose, and a function for your life. God wants you to be His ambassador here on earth. If we would be honest, we would be like a, the psalmist David. David said this in Psalms 55 and verse 6, Oh, that I uh, had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. The truth is that all of us at some point or another say, I wish I could sprout a set of wings so that I could just fly away from this place. That I could go somewhere where, where life was easy, where things were good, where, where life was fair. Listen, my friends. Even if we could sprout wings and fly away from our tribulations, our trials, and our troubles, that would not do us well. When we got to wherever it was that we were going, we would experience something else. While there are times when we want to leave our troubles and our afflictions behind, it seems like the best option. However, it is not the best for us. I don't know about you, but I'm far more interested in, in, in getting to the place where the Apostle Paul was than getting to some fantasy island where I don't have trials, where I don't have tribulations. I know that the only place that that is, is heaven above. And the only time that I'm going to get there is when God is finished with me down here. And my friends, that is true with you and I both. I am far more interested in reaching a place where I can say, as the Apostle Paul, I want to be encouraged every day. I want to be lifted up every day. I do not want to lose heart in this world, but I want to continue to press on. I believe there is a place here that is available for you and for me to do just that. So what we need to do is look at what Paul the Apostle says. In verses 16, the latter part and on, he talks about a common problem. Listen, I want to talk about a common struggle that we all have. If you haven't noticed this yet, it's probably because you closed your eyes when you looked in the mirrors this morning. If you haven't noticed it yet, you're getting older. If you haven't noticed it yet, you're getting wrinkles. If you haven't noticed it yet, you're getting gray hairs. If you haven't noticed it yet, you're aging. Now, what does that mean? Well, what that simply means for all of us is that we're not as young as we once were. We are heading out the other side. You see, the Bible tells us here in this verse, in verse 16, that he says, it's so easy to lose heart simply because of what verse 16 says. Paul identifies a common struggle that we all face. Paul says, though our outward flesh or our outward man is perishing every day. 
I don't know about you, but I've noticed that I'm not as young as I once was. I don't have as much energy as I once did. I walked up Mount Jefferson yesterday. I huffed and I puffed all the way up and back. You see, the reality is the old flesh ain't what it used to be. As the old song goes, the old gray mare ain't what she used to be. You see, the reality is that we're all growing older. We're all getting to that place where, where death is getting closer and closer. The outer man refers to our fleshly nature. It's that part of us, our, our flesh, that, that, we, that we live in that encompasses both our bodies and our minds. The result of aging in this body and sin in the mind conspire us to strip away our joy, our hope, our peace, the heart of, of mind, the, the, the well-thinking. The reason it's so easy for you and I to lose heart is that the outer man is perishing and we see it every day. The outer man refers to that fleshly part of our body, that physical realm. It encompasses both the body and the mind. The results of aging in the body and the sin causes you and I to recognize that this old flesh is getting weaker and weaker. The word destroyed here, it says the word perish means to rot or ruin or corrupt, to be destroyed. The word restored means to simply um, be perished or, or done away with. The same word is used in several other verses throughout Scripture, and I want to give you uh, one of those. And here's what he says in Luke chapter 12 and verse 33, or 33. Sell all that you have and give alms. Provide yourself bags which wax not old. A treasure in heaven that faileth not. Where there is no thief approach, neither moth corrupteth. In this verse, the word corrupteth here is the same word that we find translated perish in the text in which we've been looking at this morning. Like moths can destroy clothing, the outer man is being destroyed and eaten away every day by age and sickness and failing health. Now, the reason that we are prone to lose heart is because our outer man is being destroyed, corrupted, ruined every day. The destruction of the outer man comes from two sources in this world. First of all, we look at the fact that the Bible calls the, the world a fallen nature. Sin has crept in, not only into our lives, but into the world. The whole nature, or the natural world, is under the curse of God because of sin. The world, under a curse of pain, suffering, and corruption, and death. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 22 and 23. For we know what the whole world or creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Just to remind you, God does not save His children all at once, but in stages. Now listen, before anybody gets confused, I haven't whacked out on my doctrine. Listen to what I'm going to say. Don't misunderstand me. We're already saved once we've received Jesus Christ as our Savior. We are forgiven and justified because of what Jesus did on Calvary's cross, for sure. 
Because we look and there's an empty tomb, we know that we have the promise of everlasting life. When we come to Him in faith and repentance, we receive eternal life and we are saved from the penalty of our sins. But, listen, we're not there yet. We're not free from the corruption of this flesh. You and I remain in this mortal flesh. One day the Bible says that we will lay down this old tabernacle. We'll lay down this flesh. We will give it up. We will give it away. And we will en enter into a restful peace. We will then enter into that glorious hope of everlasting life. But until then, we are trapped in this mortal flesh, which is corrupted every day. Death is continuing to plague us each and every day. You see, the Bible tells us that, uh, that we are saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. But one day we're going to lay down this old flesh and we're going to go home to be with the Lord where we will suffer no more. We will struggle no more. Everyone saved or lost. Doesn't matter who you are today. If you're out there and you've never received Jesus Christ as Savior, I've got some bad news for you. Everyone who is saved... Everyone who is lost, the Bible says that every one of us are going to face death. Apart from Jesus Christ coming, apart from the resurrection, apart from His, His taking us home miraculously somehow, every one of us are going to experience death. That is a promise from the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 reminds us, And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after that, then comes the judgment. Listen, my friends, the Bible says that every man is going to walk through death's door until Jesus comes again. The reality is, my friends, the reality is that you and I need to understand that we are struggling through this flesh and we are struggling through the, the, the hopelessness of what this flesh does to us. Listen, my friends, if you have lived a while in this world, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The fact that these bodies are growing weaker. That we're not getting any stronger. That we're not getting any healthier. That little by little, disease comes, illness comes, old age comes, and we begin to get weaker and weaker. The Apostle Paul reminds us of this in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We have this treasure, this earthly vessel. He's talking about the body. We will all live out our days in fragile jars of clay. One day that vessel will crack. It will break open. And we will fade away. That is the nature of life. My friends, many of you have experienced that. You've lost loved ones. You've seen it happen. You know what happens as we grow older, as illness comes, as sickness plagues us. We know that because of the sinfulness of this world, we know that because of that, the judgment upon man is that we will not live forever in our sinfulness, but that we will one day die to be restored and renewed in a new hope of Jesus Christ. But listen, if that's not enough to discourage you, God tells us there's a second thing that oftentimes discourages us. If it's not about our fallen nature, it's also about our fallen man. You see, the Bible tells us another element in this world that causes humans to lose heart is other people. Now, that's discouraging by, by its own right. 
the reality that we would discourage and cause others to be discouraged. But the truth is, because of our fallen nature, we cause others to struggle and to lose hope. This was Paul's experience. Listen to what he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in just a few verses prior to this, in verses 8 through 10. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in the body. The common struggle that we all face, besides the struggle of the nature of sin, is the struggle of losing heart because of one another. It's easy to lose heart um, when life and people turn against us. It's easy for us to come to the place where we just want to quit. But you don't have to. My friends, the Bible tells us that as believers in Christ, we should not be discouraging one another. We should be encouraging one another. We should be the ones that are encouraging one another. As Hebrews says, that, that just as we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, encouraging us on to run the race and to finish the course, we that are still here ought to be saying one to another, you've got this, my friends. I'm praying for you. I'm there with you. But all too often, even among us as believers, we find that it is easier to criticize than it is to encourage. You can reach a place in your life where we lose heart when we receive more criticism than we do encouragement. You can reach a place where you can, uh, can press on in, sp in spite of what presses you down. You can echo the, the incredible statement of the Apostle Paul if you will just be encouraged today. For this cause we faint not, but through our, even though our outward man is perishing. Now, I asked you this morning, did you come to get discouraged? And if I were to stop right here, I don't know about you, but I would be awful discouraged about what's going on. But I'm not going to stop there because the Apostle Paul gives us something great. He gives us a heartfelt secret that we can all take with us this morning. I want to tell you that though the world is discouraging, the, the world has not given us anything to have hope in. We see everything around us dying and fading away. But yet, the Bible tells us that there is something that we can have hope in. In verses 17 and 18, if you still got your Bibles opened up there, I want you to look at what the Apostle Paul says again. What you and I need, what the world needs, what God has prepared for us, is a place that Paul came to know. I want to reach that place where Paul was. Though our outward man perish, he says, I faint not. I do not quit. I don't give up. I'm not discouraged. I want to come to that place where even though there is inward and there was outward attacks by fallen nature and the fallen world, I don't have to lose heart. I want to come to that place where I do not lose heart regardless of what's going on around me or in me. This text tells us, as the Apostle Paul says, listen, let me read it to you again. Verses 17 and 18. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are only temporal. 
But the things which are not seen, they are eternal. I don't know about you, but as Paul is giving us this, this is here to help us, to encourage us. In these verses, Paul shares with us the secret of keeping heart when life turns against us. Let me examine this heartfelt secret just for a few moments with you this morning. This secret of not losing heart involves at least three realities that we must have in our life. And I get them from this text. Listen, first of all, we need to recognize that we're given a fresh strength every day. Did you know that the Bible tells us that the, that our, the Lord's mercies are afresh and anew every day? My friends, I don't know about you, but maybe you went to bed last night discouraged. Maybe you went to bed last night with no hope and got up this morning and saw the sun was shining. You saw that, that the day had begun, the birds were singing, the temperature was nice. And you said, well, wait a minute, maybe there's something about today, something that God has. Listen, the mercies of the Lord are afresh and anew every day. We may wear them out during the day, but praise God, every morning He gives us something new. Every morning we receive something great from God. Paul reminds us that while the outward man may be perishing, the inward man can be renewed day by day. But how does one become renewed day by day? In the midst of the natural man perishing, how can one be encouraged every day when we have to get up and look in the mirror and see that we look older today than we did yesterday? The natural man, which includes the body and the mind, may be dying every day. Every day the mind and the body are assaulted by the effects of sin and sinners. As a result of the constant attacks of the outward man, and it's perishing. But while the inward man grows uh, weaker and, every, and nearer to the grave, the inner man is renewed day by day. The word renewed, my friends, gives us hope. It means to be uh, renovated. It means to make something that's run down, something that's wore out, to make it new again. Every day, the inner man is given new strength to face the trials of this day. Listen, my friend, yesterday's trials are gone. Tomorrow's trials have not come. God has given you everything you need to take care of today. We must live in the day in which God has given us. We must recognize that God Himself has told us that this is the day that the Lord has made. That we should be glad and rejoice in it. Then Jesus Himself said, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought of itself. Sufficient unto the day of, uh, is the evil thereof. While every day brings its new and unique problems into our lives, every day also comes with the, uh, the exact amount of grace given by God to see us through. Listen, my friends, you may get up and you may look at the trials and tribulations that have come this day, and you may say, I just don't have it in me. You're right. You don't have it in you. God has it in you. God has given you the strength. God is the one who lifts you up. God is the one who says, I will give you strength for today. I will lift you up. Listen, my friends, the reality is we need to recognize that it is not us. We do not walk by sight, but by faith. It is not what you and I can do, but it's what Christ can do through us. You see, we've been renewed and refreshed every day. 
Listen, I want you to hear a promise given from Lamentations of all books in the Bible to, to get this amazing promise is the book of Lamentations. Lamentations is all about moaning and groaning. But yet God gives us a great promise in the midst of my moaning and my groaning. God says, listen, I have a promise for you. Listen to what the, the writer of Lamentations says. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him. To the soul that seeketh Him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Did you see anything? Did you hear anything in there about what you and I should do? It's everything about what He has done for us. Our hope, our joy, our reflection, our refreshment is given from God every day. And the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 reminds us, and he said unto me, My grace, God's grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. The inner man is renewed every day, but we need to understand that it is not a one-time drink that guarantees us eternal strength and renewal. The Lord says to us each and every one, we must come each and every day. We must come to the fountain and drink from the Lord. Listen, my friends, that song that you heard earlier, how long has it been since you've spent time in the Word of the Lord? How long has it been since you have taken time to spend with God so that you would say, Lord, I'm here until you show up. How long has it been since you have been on your knees until God has spoken in your prayers? How long has it been? My friends, the Bible tells us that we must recognize that we must come to the Lord each and every day for a brand new drink. As we drink from the fountain, He promises to give our inner man the strength that we need, the drink that we need, the refreshment that we need to renew us, to renovate us, to make us afresh and anew. Day by day, even though the outer man perish, the inner man is growing closer and closer to the Lord. You see, we simply lose heart in this world today when we focus our attention on everything that is temporal and not on those things which are eternal. When we get our focus on the things of this world instead of the things of God, we will grow discouraged day by day. We take no thought often for our, our, our relationship with God, for the renewing and the refreshing of the inner man day by day, but we daily struggle with the outward things of this world. My friends, I tell you, that we need to recognize that God says that He can refresh us day by day. But let me give you something else. The second truth that we need to understand. Nothing we face in this life will last forever. The Apostle Paul tells us something here that, that you and I have trouble oftentimes grasping. Notice the language that Paul uses in verses 17 and 18. Paul says here, he says, Our light afflictions which is but for a moment. Light afflictions? I mean, Paul, have you lost your mind? Have you understood what I've been going through? Do you know the weight that I'm carrying? 
Let me examine that for just a moment. Because that's not how it feels when you and I go through the trials and tribulations of life. It never feels light. It never feels momentarily. It seems as though that they are heavy and they never seem to go away. But let's look a little deeper. Look at the word affliction for just a moment. The word affliction refers to tribulation, trouble, and pressure. The word light means easy. So here Paul is saying that the pressure that you're under today is easy. Now this is not how Paul described his troubles earlier in the book. Here's what he said about his life in 2 Corinthians 1.8. We already looked at this once. For we would not have you, brethren, that you be ignorant of our trouble which comes to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. In this verse, Paul tells us that the troubles that they were going through were more than he could handle. He says they pushed him behind, beyond the natural bounds of his natural strength. It was literally more than he could take. Now as the Apostle Paul comes a little bit later in life, he says, listen, I've come to realize that through the trials, the tribulations, the struggles of life, they were but just temporary. They are light and they are easy. They are merely here for a moment. The word moment means just for a, a short period of time, an instant. What Paul is saying is this. The problems of life that we go through, they are heavy right now. The troubles that we seem to be having seem to never go away. The burdens that we think that we will break under the weight are really just weighty for the moment. He tells us that when we compare them, we compare them to the eternity of glory when we compare them to what eternal life is going to have offer us, they are but for a moment. When we compare them to the eternal weight of glory we will experience when we arrive in heaven, my friends, we take a different view. We look at life and say, but it is light and it is easy compared to the joy and the glory of eternity that I will spend. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 8, 18, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. The reason the Apostle Paul at this point in his life could say this was because of his perspective. The reason that you and I struggle so often of being able to look at the trials and tribulations of life is because we have the wrong perspective. We're so busy looking at the things of this world that we're missing the eternal glory that is to come. You see, the Apostle Paul says we need to stop looking at the things that can be seen and start thinking about the things that cannot be seen, the eternal things of glory. The reason Paul says this that we can't uh, uh, get is because we have the wrong perspective. We have our eyes on that which is here and now. Paul has his eyes on that which is then and there. In verse 18, Paul reveals the secret of not losing heart. When life tries to kill us, when life beats us down, he says to us that we do not need to give up hope, for this world is temporal. I Meaning it's just for a short time. 
Listen, my friends, what the Apostle Paul says, the 70 or 80 years of this life are nothing compared to the eternity of the life to come. They are but a few days. The psalmist said it this way, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. The secret to not losing hope is to maintain the proper perspective. What we need to do as God's children is ask the Lord to give us the eyes to take off of the things of this world and to put them on the things of glory. To look to the things that are to come and not the things that are happening around us. We need to look to the things that God has promised us. Hold hope to the promise that eternal life is yours. The secret, my friends, is seeking the face of God. Remembering it did not come to stay, but it too has come to pass. The third thing that we find is that everything that we face in life has meaning. I don't know about you, but there are times when I look at the things that I'm going through and I say, Lord, what in the world does this have to do with anything? What in the world am I to do with this? Paul tells us that all of our afflictions, all of our trials, all of our troubles worketh for us. I don't know about you, but what an amazing statement that the Apostle Paul encourages us with. When things in life happen and we often think that they are meaningless, we wonder how in the world can anything that is this painful, this senseless, this tragic, how can it have meaning? But it does, my friends. Listen to what the Apostle Paul reminds us. He says to us in Hebrews, we're reminded that all things, or Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Notice what the Apostle Paul says. Everything that you go through in life, everything that you are experiencing, everything, that the, the good, the bad, the hard, the, the, the most difficult, everything God is going to work out for His glory. God has a plan, my friends, for His children. Just as a reminder, God didn't save you to make you happy. God didn't save you to bless you. God saved you to make you Christ-like. And the Bible tells us in the book of James that it is through the trials and the tribulations of this life that we are made more Christ-like. That we are made more like Christ and less like us. We must let the trials and the tribulations of life do what they have come to do to shape us and to mold us and to form us into the image of Jesus Christ. My friends, I tell you today that we need to be encouraged, that we need not to lose heart, that we need not to struggle. We need not to give up hope. We need to trust in the Lord. You see, let me close by reminding you that God gives us a great hope, a great hope for the future. Let me quote the Apostle Paul. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us over there. Listen, my friends. How do we not lose heart in a world that is so discouraging? How do we not lose heart when we look in the mirror and we see that the inner man or the outer man is perishing daily? How can we not lose heart? How can we continue to cause the inner man to be strengthened day by day? 
We do it by reminding ourselves of the truths that are found in this passage. Here's the truth that Paul wants each and every one of us to remember. Compared to the endless age of these 70 or 80 years, they are nothing compared to the eternity God has promised you and me. That's what I meant when I said that every moment, every moment of our afflictions is meaningful. God has a plan. He has a purpose for every struggle, every heartache, every illness, every affliction, everything that we go through. God uses all of what we go through so that He might be glorified in and through our lives. That is what Paul wanted us to remember. Paul's response to the things of this world he says, do not look to the things of this world, but look to the things of the world to come. To which Paul reminds us that all things are for His glory. All things are for Him. Paul tells us that He, the Lord, is working out everything in your life. It is not without purpose, my friends. It is not without plan. We do not see what God has given to us but yet we know that he has given to us his blessing so let me leave with some words again of the Apostle Paul we've been listening a bunch to him today so let me close with these words from the Apostle Paul henceforth there is laid up for us a crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge shall give to me at that day and not to me only but unto all of those that love His appearing. Listen, my friends. God loves you. God loves you so much that He has given to you the purpose for life. We have one of two choices, my friends. We can either walk through life and be discouraged, or we can allow the inner man to be encouraged day by day through the hope of Jesus Christ. The eternal plan of glory is that He wants to encourage you, strengthen you every day. Now listen, as we close our time this morning, I want to ask and give an invitation for you that you would receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Listen, my friends, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, the promise of eternal glory is not yours yet. It's there for you to take, but you must receive it. Jesus says that we must confess our sins and we must accept Him as Savior. God is calling us home. He's calling every one of us to a place of glory. I want to just play a, a song of invitation this morning. As you listen to this song, if there's something within your heart that needs to change, if there's something that you need to do, if there's repentance that needs to be had, whether you're here in the parking lot Rather, you're at home sitting there watching on a screen. It's my prayer that you will let the Spirit of the Lord speak unto your heart. Let Him move in and through you. Let Him speak to your heart today. Father, as we close our time together today, if there is one who has not received you as Lord and Savior, it's my prayer that they would receive you, O Lord. That they would come home, O Lord, to that very grace that you have given unto us. I pray that they would receive you by saying, Lord, I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God.
And Lord, ask you to come into their heart to be their Lord and their Savior, to forgive them of their sins, to change their life to be more Christ-like. And then, Father, to, to, to say, I will follow you forever and ever. Lord, I ask that, Father, that you would stir among our hearts. For those of us here that are discouraged, Lord, thinking life has pressed us down, has beat us down, Lord, let our inner spirit be encouraged. Let us be reminded that the afflictions of this life are here just for a moment. But the glory of the Lord is eternal. Help us to be more Christ-like. Help us to be, Lord, all that you want us to be so that we would glorify you in Jesus' name. As this next song is being played, I want you to bow your heads and just close your eyes for just the next couple of moments. Listen to the words of the song. And if you're there on, uh, on the internet and you're watching and, and there's something that you need and you need to call, call our church office, 336-246-2012 or email me personally at pastorsteve at midwaybaptistnc.org and I promise you I will respond to you. I will answer your questions. I will get back to you and I will pray with you and pray for you.